What's up, friends? We are shifting into another season. Here in the States, we are wrapping up the summer. And even though fall doesn't technically start until end of September, and quite honestly, in New Mexico where I live, fall doesn't really, like fall weather doesn't actually happen until end of October. I don't care. September 1st comes, girl, I am in my boots. I have these like breathable sweaters that I start to wear just to make me feel like it's fall. All the fall candles are out. All my pumpkins come out. I mean, I am a little, not a little, I'm way over the top with this stuff. And you know, if it's basic, I don't even care. That's just who I am. Take it or leave it. But I think one of my favorite things about these shifts in seasons is they always seem to come at the right time. When the shift into summer came, I was super pumped. I was ready for the kids to be out of school. We had all these camping trips planned. And, you know, I was ready for the lack of schedule. By the end of the summer, I was like, where the heck is a schedule? Someone please give me a structured day because I feel so far away from my intentional living that I don't even know where to start. So this shift for me comes at a really crucial time. I have found myself totally off my workout routine, which is not like me. I'm one of those people that loves to work out. You guys know this. I get up super early. It's my hour. It's something that puts me in a good mood. But over the last four weeks, that has totally fallen off the calendar. First, it started with, I had this week, I every once in a while get in this mood where I'm like, I don't work out anymore. It's just, yeah, I don't do that anymore. And I know myself well enough to know I have to just give myself permission to not go. So I did that for a week and then I got sick. So didn't go that week. And then my husband had two weeks of either he was working or he was out of town and I had to do drop off and pick up, which meant I had to use my morning hours to work so I could take the kids so I can get everything done. Ugh. So my one week turned into almost four weeks and then we went out of town. So here I am almost like a month in and my workout schedule has been non-existent and I'm just like missing my quads. It's like, oh, I loved feeling strong and it's completely gone. It really is sad. (laughs) Everything just feels out of whack. And today I want to talk about how to get that reset. How do you push that reset button when you feel so far away from where you you wanted to be, where you hoped you would be? How do you get going? I'm going to give you guys that because I lived it just this last weekend. It's what I did and I can't wait to share it with y'all. Hey awesome, yeah, I'm talking to you. I know you're ready to stop falling into diet culture traps and finally put together a realistic plan on how to boost your energy. You might feel stuck because you can't quite kick the chocolate habit. The whole body love thing isn't getting the job done. Or maybe you're at an impasse because you are pushing it in the gym, but you can't figure out how and what to eat. How many times have you Googled best diet and found that the latest trend has failed you? Hey girl, I'm Jess registered dietitian, wife, mama, and total science and nutrition research junkie. I too used to be stuck in the cycle of insecurity and never feeling like my body was good enough. Then I tried to fix it with food only to end up right back where I started. I did some really hard work. I found food freedom, but then I was confused on how to eat healthy and get fit without falling back into diet culture crazy. I wish someone would have taught me the difference between discipline and obsession. I wanted to be the healthiest version of myself by balancing healthy eating with food freedom. Like how do I actually eat healthy, get fit, and have donuts with my kids? It wasn't until I figured out this awesome balance between discipline and permission, the art of intentional eating with sprinkles of flexibility, the empowered eating model was born. 
Here on the show, we nix diet culture while creating values-based health goals. We reconnect with how our body responds to food through biofeedback, all the while figuring out a plan on how to get healthy and fit without sacrificing the most meaningful parts of life. Sustainability doesn't mean never eating your favorite foods again. I mean, pizza is life, right? (laughs) We are here to finally not just feel comfortable, but confident in our body. I am so excited to fuel your awesome with empowered eating. Head on over to JessBrownRD.com and grab my three steps to empowered eating guide totally free. Or hop onto my e-course, Food Foundations, to get the step-by-step deets on how I got here. All right, you ready to take your inner awesome to the next level? So grab that cup of coffee, lace up those running shoes, because girl, it's time to go. So funny story about this whole reset episode. I had this whole vision in my head. I was like, okay, Jess, you're having a lot of chaos go on right now. You're in a really busy season. You're going to take four days. So I, I intentionally planned four days over Labor Day weekend to be my reset. I was going to clean everything out. I was going to decorate for fall. I was going to get lots of workouts in. I was going to replan my menus. I mean, all of it. I was so excited for it. (laughs) And and then I thought, okay, after I do that, I'm going to record this epically awesome reset podcast and share it with everybody. It's going to be so inspirational. (laughs) Oh my gosh, nothing went according to plan at all. (laughs) Let me just tell you a little bit about my weekend. Well, first things first, here in New Mexico, we have record-breaking pollen in the air. (laughs) And I am someone that has seasonal allergies, and normally it's very manageable with some Claritin, some good sleep. Oh, I don't know what is going on this year, but I literally walked outside and sneezed 18 times. 18 times. I could not get it under control. I've been taking Claritin. It's not helping. You can probably hear I sound a little nasally because I'm so stuffed up. I'm not sleeping well. When you have those histamines high in your body, it can impact your sleep. So I, the other night we got home, I was exhausted. I didn't fall asleep till 3 o'clock in the morning. That was supposed to be the morning I got up early and did my first reset workout. So that didn't go very well. Um, I proceeded to not sleep well the following two nights, which of course impact the next day. My boys, I don't know what's going on with them. They are this crazy combination right now of so lovey. They're all over me, very touchy and cuddly, which I love. I mean, I know this is a season with boys and one day they're going to grow up and they're not going to want me to kiss them in front of their friends, which I, by the way, I cannot wait to start doing just to embarrass them a little, like a Beverly Goldberg kind of mom. If you guys watch the Goldbergs, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, it's a good show. Um, anyways, so they're in this season where they're super, super sweet. And then it's like a light switch and they are a different psycho tiny human that is just there is no reasoning nothing is right nothing can be right everything makes them mad they're crying hysterically I mean my kid and I had this standoff about his pants the other day he had syrup all over his pants and I told him to go change and he wouldn't change well I finally said okay if you don't pick out your own pants then I'm gonna pick them out for you and he he did it so I picked him out and he proceeded to throw a fit for one and a half hours and I was like do I die on this hill my friend's picking him up because I've got a board exam that I have to go take like there's no rescheduling this exam I can't I don't want to make my friend pay for him and this hill I'm dying on so what do I do well he never stopped throwing this tantrum she came I finally I broke down judge me if you want but I was at the end of my rope and I said okay go change your pants into what you want and we're going to talk about this later I go outside to my friend no joke my kid walks out in the same pants the ones I picked out the ones he had been crying one and a half hours about he walked out in and said I think I'll just wear these mom 
oh my gosh, I wanted <laughs> to beat my head against the wall. So, you know, it, they've been on and off. And again, I know it's a season, but here I am like trying to reset my own health and I, I can barely manage my own children. I can't sleep. And then I come home. We got a new puppy. I think you guys probably know this. He is the cutest thing in the world. And he is also the worst dog we have ever owned. He has terrible separation anxiety. He doesn't know how to control his bowels when he has anxiety. So we've tried kennel training many times. And before you give me any suggestions, please know I have been talking to many, many dog experts. I've been to the vet. I have worked very hard on trying to come to a solution to this. And they're just at this point, um, isn't a good one. I mean, we have better options, but anyways, he cannot go in the kennel. So we have to leave him outside or we have to leave him inside. And I came home and he had pooped everywhere all over my nice clean house. It was supposed to be, you know, I just had the house clean. It was supposed to be ready for me to decorate and have this reset weekend. And now there's dog poop all over my house. My kids are screaming. I'm not sleeping. I didn't get my workouts in. (sighs) Yeah, that's just, you know, that was just the start of the weekend. (laughs) I ended up spending most of the weekend like chasing my kids, trying to clean up all the messes that were being made. And I actually found myself by the end of Saturday night pretty grumpy and upset. I was irritated with, you know, my husband, bless his heart, he was being super sweet. But you know, when you're just irritated and it's like your husband he's trying to help, but you're just like annoyed that he's even breathing. You're like, oh my gosh, just, (laughs) I was just in that mood and that's all on me. You know, bless his heart. That was all on me and my attitude. So I, I had decided, I said, okay, I'm going to give myself Saturday night. This is what I do. My practice when I feel this, this out of control, I said, I'm going to give myself Saturday night. I'm not going to fix anything. We're going to cuddle up. We're going to watch a family movie. I'm just going to kind of zone out tomorrow morning. I will wake up early. I'm going to start journaling. I'm going to do my studies, my Bible studies and prayer. And I'm going to get this together. So I, I get up in the morning and I'm already with my journal. I got my coffee and my little kids, both of them come running down. It is 5.30 a.m. Like why? Why are they awake at 5.30 a.m.? They come down. They're snuggling with me and I'm not getting any reflective or deep spiritual meditation done <laughs> at all. <laughs> So then we go to church and, you know, the whole lesson was on discipline. And I was so annoyed. I was like, I don't want to be disciplined right now. I am cranky and I am grumpy. But what was really interesting is I walked out of there and it was a lesson I really needed to hear to help me reset. So today what I have for you guys, and this is what I did to help myself this last Sunday reset myself, even though nothing was going the way I wanted it to. I felt pretty crummy. I was exhausted. But how can we get out of these seasons and reset, take control back, and get going on the path we want to go? Friends, it is doable, and I am happy to report this method worked out beautifully, and I've had a great week. This week has been one that I am proud of. It didn't go perfect. By no means did it go perfect, but I felt like I did the best I could do. Okay, so here are the three steps to resetting. So number one is do some sort of clean out. So many times we want ourselves to reset or rebuild or make new goals, make new changes, but we're trying to do it in the same environment or in the same chaos. And we need to clear some space. So for me in this season I'm coming up into, I want less chaos and more focus. 
I want this in my health in terms of fitness. I have some specific fitness goals and a competition that I'm going to be working towards, which I will be sharing in the upcoming episodes. I also have some goals with family meals. I want more time with my family at dinner time. I want them to be more intentional meals. Like I do a lot of chicken nuggets in the air fryer, which there's nothing wrong with that, but I do want to work to implement some more options for my kids, some more opportunity to try new foods. So to have space for these new things, I need to clear out some of the old stuff. So I cleaned out my closet and I cleaned out my pantry and oh my goodness, was it? (laughs) I had so much junk in there in both places. I had expired foods. I had half open granola bars. You know, kids will get in there. They take a bite. They throw it back. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you guys aren't like that, but I am. (laughs) I have some friends that are really clean. And I always seem to compare myself to them, but I think the majority of us are kind of messy. So if that's you, you are not alone. And if you're one of the clean freaks, um, please teach me your ways. I really try so hard to be that way and it's just, I just can't. But I can reset, right? I can reset and clear out. So I cleared out the pantry because I knew I needed to make space for the new foods and the new ingredients that I'm wanting to get. I love Marie Kondo. If you guys have ever watched any of her stuff on Netflix, I mean, she's a genius, but some of her quotes I think are really empowering. So two of my favorites are this. The first one is, the question of what we own is actually the question of how we want to live our life. I find that to be so true. If we look in our pantry, and if you guys go in there right now, is it reflecting the kind of eating patterns you want to exhibit in the future? Or is it showing some of the things maybe you're trying to let go of? Is it giving you the opportunity to grow in your fuel goals? Or is it setting you up to continue some old patterns? So take a look at that and let's clean out that pantry. The other quote I love of hers is, the space in which we live should be for the person we are becoming now, not the person we were in the past. And again, it plays onto that same concept of creating our environment to set us up for success instead of pulling us back into old patterns. And I know this may sound like a weird step, but I think it's a really, really powerful one because not only are you changing the environment, what that does is a couple things. Number one, it can help take us off autopilot. A lot of times when we can't stick to our goals or we can't stick to the new behavior changes we're trying to implement, whether they're fitness or food related, we do it because we're either on autopilot and we we forget, we have decision fatigue or just general fatigue by the end of the day, we don't have the energy to try something new, we just go back to old patterns. When our environment is different and it's new and it's fresh and it feels spacious, we can feel that internally and we can feel it in our mindset and we can create this space for us to actually physically make these changes. So I think it's a really, really powerful move. And I also think it's one that is overlooked. I have had so many clients that come to me, they want to work on empowered eating and then we talk about, you know, being mindful and present in the meal and I'll say, okay, tell me what your environment is like at your kitchen table. And they're like, well, I got all my bills on the table and, you know, there's a bunch of centerpieces and so there's really not a lot of space for me to eat. And, you know, no judgment to that. Like I said, I've got half-eaten granola bars (laughs) in my pantry. But I think if we're trying to create 
a new environment around food, we got to clean up the old stuff. We've got to make space for this new way that we're trying to live. So the first step in your reset is to clear or clean out whichever environment you're trying to work on. So if it's meal planning and meals, like let's get that kitchen cleaned up. If it's trying to be mindful, let's make sure we have a space where you can sit and mindfully eat, whether that's at your kitchen table, maybe it's outside. If you're going to be eating in your car on the go every morning trying to mindfully eat, like that's just not going to cut it. We have to create space for that. And I think you can do this in convenient places like your office. I mean, it may be if you work every day and you're wanting to implement some more intentional or mindful eating at your office, maybe it's just something as simple as stepping outside, eating outside, and not eating at your desk while you're checking email. If you have fitness goals or you're trying to change your relationship with movement, clean out your workout clothes. Like, do you even have comfortable workout clothes that you can wear to whatever it is you're going to you know if you've got all running clothes and you're trying to do pilates like that's just not gonna work have you tried to do pilates or yoga in running shorts like it's kind of i mean you can but it feels a little a little exposing or if you're trying to work up to a 5k or start running but you're still running in flat shoes or really really old walking shoes let's get you some new ones and I know inflation's real. Things are super expensive. And if your budget's tight, we can find ways. I mean, Poshmark is incredible. You can get some really great deals on there. I mean, I know I just sold a pair of designer shoes for 30% of what I paid for them, and I had worn them twice. But bottom line is you need to provide yourself with the tools to make some of your goals happen. And furthermore, if you know, you're thinking, oh, well, I don't want to spend the money on new shoes. I have new shoes. I'll, I'll buy running shoes once I run a 5K. Here's the thing. When you have some money or some skin in the game, you are much more likely to do it. You know, when you're paying for a gym membership, you're much more likely to show up if that gym membership's $125 a month as opposed to $10 a month because you're like, I got to make it worth it, right? If you buy yourself new running shoes, you're more likely to get out of bed and go for that walk or run because you already invested in yourself. And friends, you are worth investing in. You are worth the $100 for the running shoes. You are worth that leap of faith to try to provide yourself with resources to make these goals successful as you work to be a healthier version of yourself. Okay, so that's that's number one. We got to get it all cleaned out and we have got to set ourselves and our environment up for success. Number two is to really get clear on what we expect out of these changes. Now, this is something that I think is really, it's sensitive, but it's something that trips a lot of people up. Oftentimes, when we do something new, it's really, really hard. And it takes a lot of effort. We have to risk big things. You know, if we're learning to run, it's like, it's so hard and we finish and Oh my gosh, it was harder than we thought it was going to be. But when we do hard things, oftentimes our expectation of that outcome can be inflated because it was hard. Or the more energy and effort we put in, the more grandiose our outcomes or our expectations of the outcome can become. And when the actual outcome or the actual result doesn't match what we envision, we can or we tend to think that we're doing it wrong or it's not worth it and we throw in the towel and that's where I see a lot of folks quit not just in 
health goals, but also like in career goals and mom goals. And I think that's just part of our all or nothing thinking. And so getting someone in your corner is really, really valuable because they can be your sounding board. They can be your compass. They can help bring you back down to what a realistic outcome is and how to stay focused on that and then see the places you have been successful. Because often when we have these grandiose expectations of outcomes and they don't happen, we forget to see the things that have happened. And yeah, it can just, you miss a lot. So, I mean, I know me personally, I have lots of wonderful people in my corner. I have a podcast and business coach. I have my sweet husband who hears me out, uh, replay the same problems over and over, bless his heart, (laughs) and still continues to be in my corner and gives me good insight and wisdom. And I've recently decided to start working with a new mentor. You know, I've recruited someone new to have in my corner. It's a Christian psychologist that I'm really excited to start working and do walk therapy with. So that's that's going to be really cool. Yeah, so I just I think there's people we can position in our corner to support us when we're trying to reset and make these changes so that we don't lose perspective. Right now we have just launched Next Level Nutrition. It is oh my gosh, I knew I was going to love it, but I didn't know I was going to love it this much. I mean, it's just a really, really amazing group of women and not only do I get to be in their corner and I love being that that cheerleader and that encourager and provide some nutrition science to help them on their journey, they also have each other. And it's really cool to see how they're starting to shift their perspective and see their outcomes as successful. They know they're not alone in their struggles. And that's really all perspective and, and building community. So that's really cool. But if you're thinking like you need that, friends, I do have several resources for you guys. So I want you to know you are not alone. And I would love to be in your corner. I do have my Food Foundations course that is up and ready for you guys if you want to start that journey to empowered eating. Or if you're like... I need the mentor. Like, I need that one-on-one approach. Guys, shoot me an email. I'd love to shoot you over my private coaching menu. Or you can always get on the wait list for the next next level. (laughs) The next next level. (laughs) Nutrition group that we'll be launching in January. That information can be found at jessbrownrd.com forward slash next level nutrition. Okay, so that's number two. It's adjust expectations and get someone in your corner that can help you keep perspective. Number three is when you are trying to set goals, make them smart goals. What is a SMART goal, you ask? Oh, I'm so glad you asked, friends. I'm going to tell you right here. You ready for it? How often do you guys set a goal where you're like, I want to feel more confident in my body. I want to feel stronger. I want to be healthier. I want to balance my hormones. Like those are the goals. Those aren't goals, friends. Those are visions. And they're wonderful. But they're not going to help you get the job done. SMART goals are where we actually break that down and we get granular and we get the steps. So SMART stands for specific, measurable, attainable, relative to our values, and timeline. And so you want to set a goal that hits all of those marks. And going through this process is really powerful. We just did this in Next Level Nutrition last week, and it was really cool to see those visions turn into goals and steps. And it really takes away the overwhelm. It gets you out of that place of like, I don't even know how to make this happen. I don't know how to be healthier. I don't know how to be stronger. Like that feels so far away because setting a SMART goal gives you the specifics. So let me give you an example. If your goal is to be stronger, instead of like, yeah, okay, a great vision. How the heck are we going to do that, Jess? Well, let's get specific. I want to lift weights three times per week. Like that's very specific. Then measurable, like how am I going to know I'm actually getting stronger? And this is one of the keys. I want you to be able to list two markers of success. You have to be able to list two because if you can only list one, we're going to pigeonhole ourselves 
and set ourselves up for black or white thinking. So we have to have two measurable markers of success. So if my goal is to, my vision is to get stronger, my goal is to lift three times a week, measurable markers of success might be seeing my one rep max go up by 5% or seeing my stamina in my burnout sets go up by like five reps or whatever. But there should be at least two measurable markers of success there. The next is attainable. We have to make sure that this goal or this outcome is attainable within the current season that you're in. And this is where having someone in your corner can be really helpful because they can be that sounding board to say like, yes, this is attainable, or I think you're capable of more, or hey, you're in a really busy season and you're having to do drop off and pick up with the kids. So I don't know if getting to the gym three times a week is going to happen unless you're willing to sacrifice some family dinners, right? Like you get someone who's bouncing this off of you, helping you decide if this is a goal that's actually in alignment with all of your values and your current circumstance. So that's the A. And then R is for, is this relative to your values? This is your litmus test that this is something that you truly want and adds more to your life than it takes away. If you accomplish this goal, in what ways does it allow you to further live out your values? So in the case of I want to get stronger, I want to lift three times a week. If we break that down, well, lifting three times a week, actually physically becoming stronger, increases my lean body mass. It helps me feel more functional in my body. It boosts my confidence. That impacts my marriage and my relationship and, you know, how I feel about my body. And that carries out pretty far in all facets of my life. Also, I'm at risk for osteoporosis. So having an increase in lean body mass allows me to be stronger for longer and be here for my family. Those are all in alignment with my values. That is a great litmus test for this goal. I see a lot of folks who have weight loss as the goal and they run it through this R on the SMART goal, and it doesn't actually add more to their life than they thought it would. Like it's it's more rooted in like the diet culture or the external expectations of what they think their body should be. So this R as a part of the SMART goal is this relative to my values is a really important step. And then of course there's the timeline. What is your timeline on this? When are you going to reevaluate? When is your evaluation period? When are your check-in points? So I'm going to get stronger. And this is where I can pull in some of like the science and the nutrition stuff. In reality, you can't grow muscle mass in shorter than 6 to 12 weeks. Like your body actually needs time. So in this case, I would say doing a three-week check-in point. Like do I feel like I'm actually progressing? But a six-week marker, a measurement where I actually test my one rep max or I test my burnout sets. So the goal would be totally different than I want to get stronger. By the end of this, I've got steps on how I'm going to make this happen, which is lifting three times a week. I have measurements on how I'm marking success or progression towards this goal. So I don't set myself up to be trapped in this, like, it's not working mentality. It's like, okay, here's what I'm striving for. If I'm not hitting this, maybe I need to go back to the specifics and see if that's actually enough to get this outcome, right? I've already evaluated whether or not it's attainable, it fits into my life circumstance, it fuels my values, and I've got a check-in point. And if in three weeks I've done nothing towards it, well, you know, I might need to reevaluate. There's no pass or fail here. Rather, I now feel empowered because I have steps to move in that direction and indicators as to whether or not I'm going on the right path or I need to reevaluate. Way better way than just saying I want to get stronger and you know, marking success by whether or not I feel stronger that day. Because, woo, ladies, when we leave our markers of success up to our feelings, oh, I don't, I don't know about you, but for me, that's really dangerous. Because 
you know, on Monday I could feel like Beyonce and by Tuesday I could feel like I, I don't even know my life <laughs> anymore. I mean, we just get pretty extreme. <laughs> so yeah, I think having clear markers of success is super crucial. Like I said, we just walked through this in Next Level Nutrition and it was so cool to see how people reframed their goals and restructured them and then by the end of it had next steps to take instead of like this overwhelm of, well, I just want to feel more confident in my body, but I have no idea how to do that. Or I want to feel um, more empowered in my body. I want to be a mindful eater. It's like, okay, yes, those are great visions, but again, what does that actually look like? And now they all have steps and I'm so excited to see where they go with that. All right, so that is the reset, and that's what I did this weekend. You know, everything was going, I don't want to say wrong, but it wasn't going the way I wanted it to go. I had envisioned this beautiful reset weekend. Yeah, it just didn't happen. (laughs) And you know what? This still worked. I cleaned some stuff out. I thought it felt really good for my, my energy, my aura. Like I walk into my closet, I can breathe. My pantry doesn't have half-eaten granola bars in it. I've got people in my corner that are helping me constantly reevaluate and adjust my expectations. And I've set some very clear goals so that I know where I'm going and I don't set myself up to think I'm a failure or to think I can't do it or to feel overwhelmed. No, I've got clear goals of where I'm going and how I'm going to get there. Friends, this is the reset formula. My hope is that these three steps helps you to reset and to get going. Friends, we have four months left in this year and I know they can give so much to us. There can be so much opportunity. There can be so much blessing. There can be so much growth. Yes, I know it's holiday season. I know there's food and candy everywhere and the schedules start to get chaotic, but you know what? I've seen people still grow in these seasons. I've actually seen people grow more in these seasons, but we have to show up and be intentional with that time and those opportunities and we've got to have a clear mindset and I know y'all are here for that because that is empowered eating. Friends, thank you so much for joining today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please head on over to iTunes, leave me a review. I would so appreciate it. I am sending you all a reset hug. Cheers and happy eating. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope it strengthened your food journey and empowered you to live boldly in your body. Real quick, sister, before you go, if you liked today's episode, the best way you can thank me is head on over to iTunes, Fuel Her Awesome Podcast, leave a review and subscribe. Then take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at JessBrownRD. And if you're looking for more resources, be sure to check out my website, JessBrownRD.com. I've got info on my e-course, Fuel Her Awesome, Food Foundations, my 10-step ebook on how to beat body bullying, and so much more. I cannot wait to chat with you babes again. Until next time, cheers and happy eating.